It's the wrestling talk that happens after they kick us off the air. It's the finishing move, the dark matches. And now your hosts, Big John Radcliffe, Road Dog Adam Gillespie, and the bearded wrestling fan Chris Colwell. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the finishing move, the dark matches. Thank you guys for joining us as we bring you this special edition of the Dark Match. It's me, Big John Radcliffe, along with my tag team partner, Chris Colwell, the Hello. bearded board op, the bearded producer, the guy with the beard. I, wait, wait, we all have beards. That doesn't work. You never stand out. Yeah, but I have this. I have the best beard. I don't know. Gillespie's doing nah, a lot better with it. You know what? I've got the beard that has tradition, goes back to about 10 years ago when it started coming in, so I feel like... You know, it was the first beard. I'll let you and Cole, I'll, Cole, I'll let you and Gillespie deal with that. Well, if he actually comes back on the show again. He will, hopefully. And if I don't, you know, just not show up. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> well, hey, guys, thank you for joining us. We are super excited to bring you this edition of the Dark Matches because we had a special guest join us. We had Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. They joined us as they are preparing for AEW Dynamite to come here to Atlanta at State Farm Arena. And Chris... I know you were pumped about having them on, but I was just as pumped as you are. Oh, I was absolutely psyched. This is uh, I was been looking forward to it all week long. It was such a great interview. I mean, some really compelling stuff, and, and they could have been cooler uh, talking with us. So, uh, you know, obviously, I'm really excited for everybody out there to be able to hear this. And, and now you can take the tassels off your boots, trying to be like the young bucks and have a super <laughs> kick party. It's not. They're not letting super you join. Kick party! They're actually brothers. They're not letting you join, bro. But look, we're super excited to bring you guys this interview we hope you enjoy it here it is matt and nick jackson the executive vice president of aew the young bucks good afternoon thank you for joining us on the finishing move big john radcliffe along with my tag team partner chris colwell we are here with arguably one of the greatest tag teams in pro wrestling today they go by matt and nick but you also might know them as the young bucks guys thank you for joining us no problem man thanks for having us yeah i'm, I'm blushing you can't even see it <laughs> I don't even think it's arguable, John. They're definitely the best tag team, as far as I'm concerned, in the business. So, guys, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm happy to be here. Now, guys, AEW is on their way here to Atlanta, and we know that that's a huge thing, as Atlanta has been a place that has had tons of different wrestling companies that have come through here, and notably WCW was the home for it. What does it mean to have Dynamite come to Atlanta where when it gets here, being at State Farm Arena? Oh, we're excited, man. Uh, we were actually trying to get a uh, date secured for an Atlanta show for months, and finally we found a Wednesday that uh, would work for uh, the arena that we booked, and we're just excited to be there because, like you said, there's a, a lot of wrestling history, and uh, we want to put our uh, stamp on there for uh, for some more history. And uh, we will because we're having the first ever cage match in AEW history that, that night. So uh, it's going to be a big, uh, big show. Well, and obviously we talked about the history there. You, this is not your first event, I imagine, here in Atlanta. I know, I'm, I think you guys may have wrestled some with the Ring of Honor here as well. But this being your first time kind of on that big stage level, wrestling in a big arena like State Farm Arena, what does it mean for you all personally to kind of be on the big stage here in a, in a big spotlight on national television and to be in something that really was y'all's brainchild, that something you helped to create this big stage that you now find yourself on? I think anytime, this is Matt, by the way, anytime you hit one of the major cities in the U.S., it's, it's always 
it's always fun and exciting. And and like you said, we we we've we've passed through Atlanta a few times in much smaller rooms, but uh, it's always been a a, a very fun uh, city to work in. Some of the most passionate wrestling fans, man. Like like Nick was alluding to earlier. Like I think I think it's just just a, a, a big big time history in Atlanta for professional wrestling. And and I remember being a kid and and watching you know WCW Nitro at the at the Georgia Dome, you know, with Goldberg and, and I just man, I don't know if there was a more ferocious crowd ever. You know what I mean? Like I look back and watch that tape now, and I'm like, holy crap! Like, so if we can just capture a, a little bit of that excitement uh, when we come through town. I think I, I think it's going to be fun. And and not not to mention, you know, the fact that the, you know this is this is the home of, of TNT. You know, uh, you know our 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 biggest partner in this whole thing, and uh, they're excited. They're they're, they're going to send a bunch of their their people here and representatives and execs to come watch the show. So they're they're thrilled. So it, it really is going to be. Uh, I think like every Wednesday is, is special, but I, I I think that particular episode is really going to be a big one for us. Awesome. Now, as you guys have come, you know, a wide of different places and a wide array from around the world, from so many different places, and talking to a lot of different wrestlers, you know, in different companies, the word indie has kind of become like a dirty word. Is, do you feel like that with you guys, and particularly the way you guys have come from so many different places and the history and the legacy that you guys have created for yourself? Do you guys have that same feeling that comes along with it? No, because that's what made us who we are. So uh, we we have a different outlook on wrestling than a lot of wrestlers that uh, are in the big time. Uh, I don't know if that's because we... We uh, we were on the independent scene for more than 15 years, but maybe it is. But uh, I, I could I see that term and I I uh, I, I understand it. Uh, I get it. I I see why people do use it as a, a bad term. But uh, in a lot of ways, uh, it's a good term because uh, most of our wrestlers are from the independents, uh, making their way. Uh, into uh, the big spotlight now. So uh, I don't know if Matt wants to add to that, but uh, that, that's my feeling on it. Yeah, I think I think that the independent wrestling world is really what created this this new boom and what we're seeing today. Uh, and yeah, we were at the forefront of that. You know, the, the DIY era of wrestlers, like who who took on pro wrestling tees, and and you know, we we made merchandise a thing like it wasn't just uh, a thing that you had to go do to WWE if you, if you were always a wrestler you go I gotta go to WWE to get my, my, my shirt in a store and, and we changed that you know what I mean when when we had every hot topic in, in America and in North America you know for that matter carry our t-shirts and, and it, you know we, we, we realized that man you can kind of be commercial on your own. You know what I mean? Like you don't necessarily have to work for a billionaire and yeah, certainly now we do, but uh, this time last year, you know, we were just getting started with that, but this time two years ago, we weren't, you know, and I think that being independent is, is, it means a lot of things. It, it, you know, it, it, to me, I think of the word hustle and that's all we did for the most of our career was hustle and, packed backpacks full of rolled up t-shirts and go from, from, from bar to building to high school gym and, and go out there and sweat and, and wrestle as hard as you can and, and, and go out for, and meet every single fan and, and, and campaign like for so long. And, and it, we still do this to this day is we do these meet and greets where we're shaking hands and kissing babies. And it felt like we were almost on a campaign trail to, to, to teach people who we were, you know, and, and really, 
really it, it all culminated and cultivated into this this giant empire, the Young Bucks merchandise empire. And, and a lot of that has to do with why AEW even is alive and a thing. It was, was that cult following that we created. And these fans, you know, they, they followed us wherever we went in the world, whether it was in Japan or Mexico or Canada, you know, or anywhere in the U.S. And, and it really it, it really turned into this, this mass audience. And, and that's, that's kind of what created AEW. So if anybody ever wants to refer to us as indie, then I, I take that and I go, thanks, because that's what, that's what, that's what's made us, you know, that's, what, that's what's launched our careers. So I, I love the term independent. I'll always be independent in heart. Well, and kudos to you guys for what you were able to do on your own, building that brand on your own. And really, that's kind of, I would imagine, helped you guys as you've now transformed your, transferred your career from being just that performer in the ring to now you're part of management you're part of helping to run a company what's the biggest difference as far as or how much work has that been extra on y'all from going from just you know you're the guys that are going out there having the 20 30 minute match now you're also helping to produce what's going on you know in other matches throughout the card oh man it's been a huge transition um but you know what we i feel like matt and i we were uh getting ready for it and uh i mean that by talking about how we were filming a uh, YouTube show uh, on a weekly basis, uh, booking things, directing things, filming it, uh, me literally editing it. Like, it was actually kind of like getting us ready for what we're doing now on a weekly basis, but little did we know it was going to happen like that. Uh, I always told Matt that uh, doing this would uh, prepare us for something bigger than just being wrestlers. We didn't realize it would be running a company, but I'm glad we started doing this about three to four years ago. And, you know, we were actually at that time, we were actually helping out uh, with the booking process and companies like Ring of Honor and New Japan and uh, PWG for the longest time, we helped pretty much do the main angles there for a good five years prior to even getting to New Japan. So I, I feel like we we were preparing ourselves, but uh, actually getting to this stage, it's it's uh, even harder than uh, than I thought. Uh, we uh, we work twenty four seven. Like our our phones are are ringing uh, literally every hour uh, from wrestlers and other people just picking our brains or wondering what their creative is and things like that. Uh, but you know what? It, it's been a it's been a lot of fun. Now you're listening to the finishing move on the Atlanta Sports X twelve thirty AM one oh six three FM. Chris Caldwell, Big John Radcliffe, along with Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Now speaking of that, uh, I'm assuming and I'm pretty sure you guys have friends that work in other companies. And now where you're in an executive position, is it a challenge to now kind of separate that friendship from the personal side and the business side? Or are you always in kind of business mode and wanting to recruit and help grow? How do you juggle that balance between the two? It's strange because for so long, like we were, we were always considered like locker room leaders and one of the boys. And, and anytime you step into an office role, it's like, it's it, people are no matter what, no matter how cool we are, no matter how we treat the boys, people are always going to look at us as office now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so Nick and I, we, we, we find it very important to still try to 
to, to, to go into the, the locker room and spend time with the guys and girls and to have conversations with them that aren't just about the business. You know, like we, we want, we want to be friendly with everybody, but we, we understand, you know, they, they look at us differently and, and there's nothing you could probably do to, to change that. But I really, really want to try to do this differently because and, and I want to be level headed and I, I don't want them to look at me as like a power figure. I want them to look at me as, as more of someone that they can collaborate with and, and create with and to have fun with, you know what I mean? Like, I think if, if there's a looseness in, you know, within the office in the locker room and we can talk to each other and work together, then we're going to have a better product. Um, and I think that we've done that successfully so far. It's still early in the game, but so far it feels pretty good. As far as having other friends in the business, yeah, man, it's it, it, you know, I, I, it's the same thing. Like, I, I still try to talk to them as a friend. I think they probably look at me differently now too, though, because like, you know, how couldn't they? Um, we, I've remained friends with a lot of the guys from the other company. Like, we just spent a whole lot of time with Adam Cole on New Year's Eve, and it was so good to see him. He's one of my best friends uh, in the world, and I tried not to even think about him as a wrestler from NXT and think of myself as a wrestler from AEW or an executive from AEW. We're just two friends that are in the wrestling business, you know. But but yeah, it is it is confusing. And it, it's almost like uh, I think I'm still kind of having a bit of an identity crisis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've, I've only been doing this for so long. Uh, it, it's still the very, very beginning. And on top of all that, I'm also a, a husband and I'm also a father. So, like I really have all these different hats I'm wearing right now. And I think I'm still trying to find, figure out exactly a balance. Um, I'm getting better at it, though. I will say that. <laughs> So now, and speaking of that, because, I mean, I'm a husband, I'm a father. How do you compartmentalize that in terms of your life and particularly like the work, the training regiment, the work routine? How do you guys go about compartmentalizing your lives so well that you find that balance? And I mean, this is something that, you know, I'd love to share with my listeners, not just from a wrestling standpoint, just in life in general. Oh, man, it's almost impossible. <laughs> there's there's not enough hours in the day, but you know what? We try, and that's all you can do is try and try your hardest. Uh, I, I'm having uh, my third child uh, next month, actually. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so, I, man, I've done it with two kids, but, man, everyone tells me, that a third kid makes things even harder. So uh, it's going to be challenging to try to just just be a, a father and and be be a, a, a good husband and and uh, try to do my job as as good as possible with all all that uh, juggled in. It, it man, it's going to be hard. But you know what? Uh, we uh, we we make it a point to to try to be there. Uh, that that's one reason why we got rid of Twitter. Uh, that was taking too much time, uh, away from, uh, our families. Like I noticed at one point I was like, why am I reading things about myself, good or bad? Uh, while my kids are playing and asking me to play with them. And then I was like, you know what, this is a, the time I can put my phone away. So I'm going to, and, uh, it, it, that's actually made things a little better is getting rid of almost all of my social media like things little things like that have helped i've noticed uh i don't know if matt wants to add to that as well but uh 
Well, I was just, I, I tried to make it a point to like, I have my little routine where, you know, I get the kids ready in the morning and I get them off to school. And once they're in school, I hurry up and I, I get my workout in. And then while I'm working out, I'm usually on the phone the entire time. And, and while they're at school, that's when we're going through creative chats and uh, I'm going through my email threads. And, and then I, I pick up the kids from school and then once they're home, man, you know, you got to be dad. And it, so it, but it's hard. It, it's like sometimes in one hand, I've got a, a the remote control to play video games with my kid or a wrestling action figure and then the other is my phone you know so it's like i try to be multiple places at, at once but it's truly like nick said it's almost truly impossible you just gotta you just gotta give it your best and not to mention my sleeping is absolutely dreadful because my brain my creative brain is constantly going 24 7 now at this point and I, it's hard to shut off so i may come up with a good idea at midnight and you better believe i'm sending that idea to the creative chat and then i you know i'm up for another hour talking about that so it's it, it really is a, a a struggle and i could feel my face aging every second of the day uh but man it's so rewarding we're wrapping up with the young bucks here on the finishing move and you know since AEW dynamite has debuted it's had a little bit of competition there on one of the other channels in nxt you know from from your mentality and from your perspective there do you look at this as a true war between AEW and NXT, or is it just something that us as wrestling journalists and fans have kind of ballooned up and made bigger than it really is? Is there something where you're just more concentrating on your own thing and not really putting a whole lot of thought into, by the way, there's this other you know company putting on a show down the channel at the same time? We obviously know that that show's going on at the same hour, so we do pay attention to like what they do rating-wise, but other than rating wise we don't really look at what they're doing like uh i have no clue what matches they're putting on on a weekly basis i have no clue what storylines they're doing uh matt and i have never paid attention to wwe uh we we pretty much stopped watching it over a decade ago so for that reason i feel like that's a good thing because we don't want to copy uh what they're doing uh I feel like that's why the other companies that have been the alternative have failed because they just tried to copy what what they did. So uh, we're doing things a lot differently on purpose. Uh, but with that being said, I, I guarantee you there's some people in, in our office that do watch the show and pay attention to it, but Matt and I don't watch a minute of it uh, just because we're so busy. Uh, but we have so many friends there that, we hope they do well. We wish them well. We we don't want them to fail. You know, uh, I want every wrestling company in the world to succeed because it's good for all the, the boys and it's good for the fans. So that's what we want to do. We want just everything to succeed. Well, guys, we hope you have tons of success. We've definitely enjoyed AEW since they've been here. We want to thank you guys for joining us as we're finishing up on The Finishing Move. We have Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, joining us. Guys, thank you so much. And also, they can catch you. We are looking forward to seeing you when you get here on February 19th at State Farm Arena. Doors open at 730 for AEW Dynamite. Guys, once again, thank you so much for your time. And we look forward to seeing you on the 19th. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Chris, look, I loved every minute of it. The insight that they gave us. Dude, they haven't watched WWE in almost a decade. How about that? You know, sometimes I wish that was me too. 
I don't. Then we would, look, that's the thing, and that's the thing I'm excited about about AEW is it gives us another option that's easier to find. And I'm not criticizing. I know I'm tough on Impact or <laughs> TNA or whatever the name of that company it's, is now. It's Impact Wrestling. But they're easy to find. That's the key. That's the sure. accessibility that you really want. But the fact that they haven't watched WWE in 10 years, mind blown. Man, that was amazing. All right. So now all we got left, we wait for February 19th to show up. Man, ready for that. We head down to State Farm Arena. We hope you guys will join us. We also hope you guys will join us every Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m. on the Atlanta Sports X, 1230 a.m., 106.3 FM. On behalf of my tag team partner, Chris Colwell, I'm Big John Radcliffe. You've been listening to The Finishing Moves, The Dark Matches. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.